It's a great honor and a privilege to have been invited to be here with you this morning to share about Our Lady, especially Our Lady of Lourdes and her apparition received by St. Bernadette Subaru. Of course, it's even a greater honor to be able to reflect on Our Lady and St. Bernadette in the presence of her relics that are here, that have been venerated by many of you and will continue to be venerated in the days ahead in the Diocese of Green Bay and as they continue on their journey throughout the United States. One of the things that is often said about Our Lady is that we sit in the school of Our Lady. This is a phrase that St. John Paul II wrote in Rosarium Virginis Mariae. He described the rosary as that, Our Lady's school. And so as we think about the different mysteries, as we pray them, well, what is Our Lady trying to teach us? She's sharing us the life of her son as we pray the rosary. And in the mysteries in which she has a very significant role, there's something there to teach us, like at the Annunciation or the Visitation, the Nativity, the Wedding Feast at Cana, and so on. Well, Our Lady continues that school beyond just the rosary, beyond her words in sacred scripture, for that school of Our Lady continues through her Marian apparitions that have been received throughout time. The very first Marian apparition was actually a bilocation of Our Lady, that Mary of Nazareth was still living in the Holy Land, living presumably in Jerusalem, and in about the year 40 or so, St. James was an apostle that went to Spain, and he had become very discouraged in his apostolic labors, and as a result, he wanted to give up. But Our Lady, by locate, appears to him while she is still on earth, but goes to Spain, and there gives a word of encouragement to St. James. These apparitions of Our Lady have continued throughout time. One of the most popular is Our Lady of Guadalupe. Our Lady of Lourdes is right there. Our Lady of Fatima. In our own diocese, Our Lady of Champion, commemorated at the Shrine of Our Lady of Good Help. There are other unknown Marian apparitions, kind of lesser significant, but still approved, like Borang or Bono. So Our Lady has spoken messages to all of these little visionaries, and the messages she speaks are really her lessons for us today, that when she appears, she wants to help us on our way to the kingdom of heaven. So Our Lady teaches, we are her students, we listen to her words. And in a sense, too, in our life, we're students of other different people, individuals that we've studied under, and so really the saints can be our teachers. Today, June 13th, is St. Anthony of Padua. He was a great doctor of the church, a great homilist, a great preacher. And so there's much that we can learn in really the school of St. Anthony of Padua as he reflected about the mysteries of God. There's a lot that we can learn from a simple peasant girl who grew up in the Pyrenees Mountains as well, in the little village of Lourdes, France. Today, I'd like to share a few 
stories about Lourdes and kind of lessons that Our Lady taught me during my own pilgrimages there. I've been there five or six times, and uh, she's taught me something every time I've gone. I a few stories I'd like to share, and then finally I'd like to close with uh, a few reflections about St. Bernadette and really what she teaches us today. One of my first trips to Lourdes happened during a research pilgrimage. I was actually researching this devotion. We call her Our Lady of Good Help here in Wisconsin, and it's a historical devotion called Notre Dame de Bon Secours. And so I went to France to visit the basilicas of Notre Dame de Bon Secours to acquire research materials, to study them, and to learn the real history of Our Lady of Good Help and its historicity. Well, of course, going across to Europe, you make plans to go other places as well. It made sense to go to Lisieux. I wanted to go to Ars, but of course, Lourdes was right there on the list. I had a few friends that went with me on this pilgrimage. One of them was a father. He brought his daughter along, and then there was another friend of theirs. And we went on this pilgrimage because the daughter had cancer. She had a tumor. And it was pretty a bleak future. And her dream was to go to Lourdes to pray for a healing and to see if God, through Our Lady's intercession, would grant her that healing. So we drive all around France, and we're going to catch a hopper flight to uh, Lourdes Tarbes afterwards. But as we're driving on the last day before this flight, we are going uh, from Paris up to Ars, and... As we're making the journey, I say, oh, there's Nevers. This is the little village where the nuns were, the Sisters of Our Lady of Charity that St. Bernadette joined. It was an exit sign for maybe 20, 30 miles down the road. And so I said, oh, well, if, if we had time, we could go and visit St. Bernadette, her incorrupt body. And the passengers in the car said, we have to go. I said, but we have Mass scheduled at ours. We can't go there and still have Mass in ours. Well, it ends up I called the ours sanctuary, and even though I had written confirmation of our time, they didn't have us on the calendar and were easily able to fit us in. So we were able to make that little side trip to Navarre to visit St. Bernadette's incorrupt body, her relics that are there as well. To me, that was a lesson in God's providence, that we cooperate a little bit with how God is directing us, trusting those inspirations that we receive. As I was going to Lourdes then, we went to Lourdes the next day uh, with this uh, young girl, her father, the friend, and we arrived there, and it's January, it's not a good time to go to Lourdes if you're ever going to go. It's cold and rainy. It's not the popular time of the season. It's not the height of pilgrim season. And as we're there, we encounter another group, uh, a, a few people, three people, a father, a daughter, and a friend. And, uh, they also were there seeking healing because that person that they were with also had cancer and wanted to ask Our Lady for that grace of healing. We met them at Mass, didn't intend to do anything else with them, but that night as we're dining, well, there they are right across from us at this restaurant that we were eating at. 
And we decided to combine tables because we're the few Americans in Lourdes and we began talking about life and sharing stories and it was a very beautiful moment and in that I felt compelled to ask them, these two individuals with cancer, dying of cancer, if they wanted to go to the grotto and there I would administer the anointing of the sick for them. And so we went there and it was a very beautiful moment of God's grace. And so that little experience of, again, listening to how God was calling me in that moment in Lourdes, it really, to me, was a moment to appreciate and to really adore God for what he has done. That I couldn't believe all of the ways that this came together. And I could only sit back and be in wonder and awe of God at work in that moment. And just the third story I like to share about Lourdes and This one people really like, but I was there in Lourdes, and uh, I was on a retreat actually there, and as I uh, was coming to the end of the trip, I would go to the, what I would call the orphan mass, that basically, if you go there as a group, you get to have mass at the grotto and all that, but they have a regular English mass every day in the Cyril and Methodius chapel. So I would go, I'd celebrate at that mass, and there's this young couple, you know, maybe 25, 30 years old. They'd come to Mass, and I'm like, well, I wonder why they're here. That's one of the questions I often ask people when I'm in Lourdes. Well, what brings you here? What's the intention you're praying for? And the person uh, I was never able to speak with, they would always leave right after Mass. I couldn't catch them. I wanted to know where they were from and so forth. And, well, it just so happened I crossed paths with them on the last night I was there in France in Lourdes. And I said to them, oh, you know, I've been meeting to talk to you, and, you know, it's dinner time. Would you like to go have dinner? So they said yes. So we find a restaurant. We have dinner. We begin our conversation. And as a typical American, the first thing you ask someone is, well, what do you do for a living? Pretty standard question. And so I asked the man, what do you do for a living? And he says to me, well, Father, I can't lie to you. I'm like, oh, no, what's he going to say? And I can't lie to you, but I'm a thief. I break into cars, I steal things, and then I sell them. I'm like, wow, I'm having dinner with a thief now, and he wants to pay for the meal. And I'm like, I don't know who's going to pay for the meal, so I said, well, I'll pay for the meal. But we started talking, and to me, it was very important for him to turn his life around, that he would go to Lourdes, that he would experience the conversion of God, And I asked him, I said, well, did you go to confession while you were here? He said, yes. I said, well, did you tell him you steal things, that you're a thief? Oh, yeah, I told Father that. And then I said, well, what did he say? What did he give you for a penance? I was just curious. And uh, he told me, and I said, well, you need to have a firm purpose of amendment. You have to turn your life around. I even told him, I said, come to the United States I know a lot of contractors. I'll get you a job as a roofer, as a plaster, whatever you want. But you have a daughter. You have a wife. You're going to go to jail. And so that thief and that dinner that I had really taught me the meaning of repentance. And that's one of the messages of Our Lady in Lourdes. She said, penance, penance, penance. She wanted us to atone for sin, to make up for our sins, to turn back to God, to pray for conversion. And so I often think of that thief, and I wonder where he is today and 
how his life is and what it looks like for him. But it was a lesson in repentance that I'll never forget. Those are just a few of my experiences in Lourdes, and when you go there, you can't help but be enamored by the story of St. Bernadette. She's truly a remarkable young woman who experienced this miraculous phenomena, that she listened to what Our Lady said and she lived it and practiced it in her life. And so I'd like to share just a few lessons. Just as Our Lady taught me lessons at Lourdes, here are a few lessons that Our Lady, or that St. Bernadette, through her life, through her writings, has taught me. I think the very first one would be that God chooses the lowly. This is really who St. Bernadette was. She was a humble person. In the home that she grew up, she grew up in, in Lourdes, called the Cachot, it was the condemned prison that her, fa- that her father was unable to afford housing and could only live in this condemned prison. Conditions not suitable for prisoners, but yet for a young girl with asthma. God chooses the poor. He lifts up the lowly, as Mary says in her great Magnificat. St. Bernadette also was uneducated, so she, she was withheld from receiving her First Holy Communion because she didn't know the different facts that the priest wanted her to know. One of the priests that I worked with in Lourdes said that God, that through Our Lady, Our Lady really was her teacher for Holy Communion, that Our Lady comes and gets her ready to receive the Holy Eucharist, that Mary was her teacher. So Bernadette was in the school of Our Lady for her first communion. But God can use anyone. That's the significant thing about St. Bernadette, that despite her poverty, despite not being the smartest, Our Lady came and revealed to her that she was the Immaculate Conception, a title that surely a young girl of her age would not understand since it was only declared a dogma four years earlier. Another hallmark of St. Bernadette's life was that she listened to what Our Lady did, and then she did it. So Our Lady told her, go tell the priest to have a chapel built here in this spot so that the people can come on pilgrimage, so that they can make processions. And so she goes to the parish priest and says, Our Lady has been appearing to me and she wants a chapel built here. And he scoffs and all those things. But eventually, of course, the great chapel of Lourdes was built. But she listened to Our Lady's request and she did it. Another kind of maybe bizarre moment of the apparition was that Our Lady told Bernadette to dig into the ground and to drink the water. And so St. Bernadette doesn't see the spring, but she's digging in the ground. She covers herself in mud. The people think she's crazy, that she's gone mad. But then that spring of water was discovered, and individuals immediately began to experience healing. She listened to Our Lady who said, dig in the ground and drink the water. And as she listened and dug, well then, great things have happened since. The verified miracles that have taken place and the little miracles individuals experience when they enter the, the baths, the piscines of Lourdes. St. Bernadette, I think, also teaches us patience. Because 
as a young girl who, who says that I'm having an apparition of Our Lady, people meet her with, with some doubt, reservation. Her family wants her to renounce the fact that she's had these apparitions. The town constable arrests her and interviews her. The church doubts her, but she is patient. She waits. She knows what is true and that in the end, truth will win. St. Bernadette also teaches us humility. When she was in Lourdes, people would want her to kiss pictures of her or, her ro- or their rosaries, and she was very uncomfortable with that. She knew it was about Our Lady and Our Lady's message and how Our Lady was directing and leading her. She did not want the attention to be drawn to her. That's why she leaves. She goes and she becomes a nun of the Sisters of Charity, and, uh, and she could have went back to Lourdes, but she never did because she knew if she did, it would be a distraction from what God was doing through the apparitions and message and everything that was taking place in that village afterwards. So she was humbled. She realized it wasn't about her, but about what God wanted to accomplish in the lives of the pilgrims through Our Lady's intercession. St. Bernadette also knew the value of suffering. She suffered a lot in her life. At the end of her life, she was bedridden. She was given the last rites. She suffered a lot, of course, because of the turmoil of the people who didn't believe her but she experienced physical suffering. But she understood suffering's purpose. She has some beautiful quotes about it. She said, if our Lord sends it, I must accept it. I accept suffering since such is your will. Right now I suffer a great deal, but all is good for heaven. That as she was dying, as she was preparing for her meeting again with the Blessed Mother and with her son Jesus, to be there among the angels and saints, she knew that her suffering was good for her soul and good for the sake of the world and for the church. She appreciated it. She didn't try to get rid of it, but rather embraced it for the, for the sake of God. And finally, I think... Bernadette teaches us to desire heaven. That as she experienced that apparition of Our Lady, that her entire life was all about wanting to get to the kingdom of heaven. She would say that I have to do good now because I don't know how much time is left. I have to take advantage of every moment to love God right now. She wanted to see Our Lady again. One of the things she would often say is that she said that no statue of Our Lady compares to the beauty of the woman that I saw. And she wanted to see that woman again, and that's why she dedicated her life to the Lord. It's why she loved God and loved her neighbor, why she offered her suffering. St. Bernadette has a lot to teach us about living our Christian life. And as we look at her life, we can see all the lessons she teaches us. And maybe today as you pray here before the relics of St. Bernadette, 
You might ask her, well, what do you want to teach me, St. Bernadette? And see if she who can teach us so many different lessons about her life might help you as you journey to the kingdom of heaven, where you too will be with all the angels and saints, will be with the Lord Jesus, and will be able to see that beautiful woman she saw so many years ago.